Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1902. The topic is nutrition and the title is Focus on Convenience. In order to increase dietary success, you want to increase the convenience of the diet. If it's easier to do, you'll be more consistent. So they've done a lot of studies about, you know, what diet strategies are best. Like what diet strategies equal not only the short-term progress that you would want, but long-term progress. They found that almost anything works short-term. Low-carb, low-fat, intermittent fasting, carnivore diet, uh, Adkins, whatever. There's like 4 million of them. <laughs> I'm blanking on so many. Um, but there are, there are an endless number of diets. And all of them will work in the short term in the sense that in order for you to lose body fat, if you're coming from a place of overeating, they're calorie restrictive. So therefore, you will intake less calories and you will lose weight. Now, that's assuming a, that's a big assumption. That's a large assumption is that you're coming into the diet being overweight or just not looking the way you want due to overeating. That is absolutely not the case for a lot of the clients that I work with. They come into a diet being overweight from inconsistent eating. And that is much different. That means that they undereat at some times and then overeat at other times. So a diet that is calorically restrictive, meaning it only fixes the overeating days, will only have minimum effect and for very short term. They're not going to get as great of an effect as if somebody was coming into the diet having overeaten as the reason why they're overweight. So if you want to learn more about inconsistent eating versus overeating, you can listen to podcast 1,615. If you go to our website, www.brillarengym.com, we have a podcast player. You can go back 300 episodes. So whatever player you're listening to on now, uh, whatever platform, podcast platform, if you can't get back to 1615, uh, go to our website and you can do it there. And the podcast title is Nutrition, Why Are You Overweight? Inconsistent Eating versus Overeating. So if you're coming into a diet being inconsistent in how you eat, a caloric restrictive diet is going to help to some degree, but not as much as somebody who's been overeating. And it won't help as long as like you might only get a couple weeks or a month or two of results, whereas somebody else might get four or five, six months of results if they've been chronically overeating. Another reason why people are overweight is because they undereat. Yes, they undereat so much so that then any moment of surplus, any momentary surplus, the body saves as much as it can for body fat. This is very common. This is extremely, extremely common. So those people, if they've been coming into diets under eating, under eating, under eating, they're not going to find any diets that really seem to work within like a month or two. They're going to have low energy, just feel like crap. They're going to have tons of cravings, tons of binging, and wonder why no diet ever works. So it can be very frustrating when trying to find the right diet because most diets are written from a perspective of the person is overweight from overeating. And again, like I said, that is not always the case. So 
that's going to be very frustrating if you're going into a new diet coming from a place of inconsistent eating versus under eating and you're not going to you're just basically not going to get the results you expect and you're going to be frustrated to learn how to adjust for that you can go to a website go to free nutrition education the first document on that page is create your own nutrition program you can listen to the podcast and follow the paperwork associated with that or you can hire me for 100 bucks a month and i'll take care of your nutrition i'll teach you what to do within the first couple months and then you can take with it and run with it on your own uh, but that way you get a guided approach and somebody who has the experience of working with people from an inconsistent or an under eating background. Right now I'm offering free 15 minute consultations for anybody interested in working with me. You can email me at brutalironjim at gmail.com or you can go to the website, go to the one-on-one services page and you can submit uh, from a link there for the free 15 minute consultation. So if you're already interested, if you're struggling with diets, if you're wondering why they're not working, it could be because you're coming from a place that that diet is not written for. (laughs) You know, diets are directions from how to go from overeating to being lean just like you would get directions from miami to new york city but if you are coming from a place of inconsistent eating or you're coming from a place of under eating or other uh, dietary issues you might need directions from los angeles to new york city or toronto to new york city so the directions of miami to new york city aren't going to help you (laughs) that's the idea of using the free document we have on the website or hiring me or any nutritionist uh, who can personalize the approach it really does help Okay, now back to today's topic of convenience. The reason why this is important is they've gone through every diet, whether it's low-carb, low-fat, Atkins, intermittent fasting, keto, uh, whole food, uh, like the whole food 30 or whatever it is. Now, there's like 4 million. (laughs) All of them, uh, they all work in the short term if you're coming from a place of overeating. What defines a diet as working long-term is whether or not the person could stay within the parameters of the diet, whether or not they could be consistent. If they can't be consistent with the habit, they're not going to get a consistent result. Therefore, they're going to revert back to probably what their old habits were, and they're going to get the old result, which was overweight. So convenience is important because it allows you to be consistent. The more consistent you are, the more progress you will make and the more you will keep the progress that you make. So I wanted to talk about five concepts today that can help just raise awareness to how we can improve consistency by increasing convenience. What I'd like you to do is to ask yourself when you're considering your diet, how can I make this easier so I can be more consistent? When you think about what to have for breakfast, what to have for lunch, what to have for dinner, what to have for you know meals in between those, when to eat, what to eat, how to eat, all those things. Every facet of the diet. Think to yourself, how can I make this easier so I can be more consistent? The five tips that I have, number one is food selection based on preparation. If a food is difficult to prepare, you will not be consistent with it. So for example, uh, I, I wanted to start eating more potatoes, white potatoes, uh, along with rice. So my main carbohydrates of choice are jasmine rice. I just like the flavor of it compared to white rice. And I wanted to start eating more potatoes because they're a little cheaper. <laughs> so I, I know rice is cheap, absolutely cheap, but I buy microwavable rice. 
which is between $2 and $2.50 per bag of rice, which is 480 calories, which is typically what I eat per meal. So I eat one like pouch, one microwavable pouch of rice per meal at $2 to $2.50 a pop. Whereas potatoes at the grocery store are like 78 cents a potato. And if I eat two of the potatoes, it gets me around the carbohydrates I need. So roughly it's, it's about half to you know, two-thirds of the cost of the rice. The reason why I wanted to make that adjustment was I wanted to switch from eating meals of only tuna and chicken breast to start adding in more red meat. I want to add in more more steak. So steak is typically more expensive, so I wanted to find other ways to reduce food costs. Uh, Meredith and I work together for our budget. We track everything together. One of the things that I kind of... uh, track and control is purchasing of food in our food bills she does uh, some other things we're both we have actually a um, a shared document on google drive it's an excel uh, whatever google's version of excel is because <laughs> they, they can't call it excel uh, i think it's called sheets but we have a shared document between us for our, like that we can look at all of our expenses, whether it's food expenses, gas, uh, random purchases we might need for the house, uh, variable things. So we plug in what we spend per day in whatever categories we spent it. We track that throughout the, the year. That way we both know exactly what's going on with our financial budget. So that's one of the ways in which we manage money. Since even though we both can see what's going on, it is kind of up to me to, to buy the food and cook the food. Not up to me. Like, we, we made these choices, and I'm happy to control them because I know a lot about food. <laughs> but um, in that, I'm rambling quite a bit. But the idea is, is I didn't want it to seem as though Meredith is disconnected from that. Not in any way whatsoever. We do everything fully together. We're teammates. So I wouldn't want her to not get the credit for the work that she does. So... Uh, when we do grocery shopping, I look at the food bill, look at everything we're spending every month and say, you know, where can I make some trade-offs? How can I keep this down? Not to where we lose the quality of our nutrition, but not waste unnecessary money. So switching to potatoes sometimes compared to rice all of the time will help me save some money. That'll help me give me a little more money that I can start to buy more red meat uh, rather than relying on tuna and chicken all the time. Not that I mind that much. Uh, They're both easy to cook. I just like steak. We had it for uh, Christmas dinner, and I was like, "Man, I haven't had you know good some good red meat in a while." So I was like, "I need to get back into that." So part of the decision is cooking potatoes more often, so that way I can have them. Meredith told me about what's called a potato bag. It's like a microwavable bag, and you can microwave like I can microwave two potatoes in like four minutes. It's amazing. So it only takes me four minutes from the time I go, I'd like to have potatoes right now, and then I can eat potatoes. (laughs) So it's very convenient in the sense that it's only four minutes. Rice is 90 seconds, again, relatively quick. Now I could make a, you know, use a rice cooker, cook a big batch in the beginning of the day, and then eat that throughout the day, which we do have a rice cooker, and I do that every now and then, but every once in a while, life kind of, takes a crazy turn in the middle of the day, I forget to eat the second meal of rice and I eat something else instead because we're out and about or doing something different. And then all of a sudden I wake up the next morning and there's rice still in the rice cooker and I'm like, damn it, I gotta throw that away and make some more rice. So it's uh, sometimes not as convenient as it should be because I am not as consistent with eating it. The part of the reason why is I understand that what I want from the rice is a 
medium digestive rate of carbohydrates. I don't want super fast digesting sugary kind of carbs. I don't want super slow carbs because I also I already have gastroparesis. I have slow digestion of food anyhow. And then I'm not hungry by the next time I need to eat, so therefore I don't hit my protein goal and I don't hit my calorie goal. So my struggle is eating enough food throughout the day. So I have to eat foods that digest at least mediumly fast, if not faster, so that way I can eat more often throughout the day. All of that is a big rambly way of saying is you can choose food selection based on preparation as a way to make food more convenient. How I do that is I get microwavable rice. I get, I'm now microwave potatoes. I do cook chicken at night in bulk. So I'll cook it for the meal that we're having, like dinner, but I'll also cook an extra portion of chicken for later, in the, tomorrow, the next day, or for both Meredith and I the next day, depending on what she wants to have for lunch. Uh, she has uh, two different types of pasta that she'll sometimes eat. She has celiac disease, so she has to be gluten-free, like super-duper gluten-free, so it's actually brown rice uh, pasta. But one of them is higher in protein. We call it protein pasta, but it's actually bonza pasta. And that cooks within six minutes. It takes longer to get the water boiling than it does to actually cook the uh, pasta. And then we have the other pasta we call carb pasta, which is jovial pasta, which is still brown rice. But, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the bonza pasta is actually chickpea pasta, which is why it's higher protein. And then the jovial pasta is brown rice pasta. So it's a little bit higher in carbs, not quite as much protein. So we call them protein pasta versus carb pasta because in her mind, does she want more protein in this meal or more carbs in this meal, depending on what she's pairing with it. So if we're going to have pasta with chicken, she'll have the carb-based pasta. If she's going to have the pasta by itself, which sometimes she'll sprinkle in uh, feta cheese and I'll chop her up um, some peppers in there and carrots. And that we have the protein pasta, the bonza pasta, chickpea pasta, because there's no other protein source in it. So we want the higher protein contained pasta. But again, that pasta, you can cook either one of the pastas in bulk. So I'll cook five days worth of pasta, like five meals worth, and she'll often have those for lunch. So if she ends up having it for dinner as well, I just cook an extra batch later in the week. But I cook all of her pastas at one time. You can add the feta cheese crumble, add the peppers and the carrots at that time, store away in Tupperware in our fridge. She got five meals anytime she wants them. She pulls them out when she wants it pours on the dressing she likes and then can start eating. So in the morning, she has a bagel and egg sandwich. And she, again, it has to be gluten-free bagel. Uh, Canyon House uh, makes great gluten-free bagels and breads. So that, you just cut the bagel in half, pop it in the toaster. We microwave a, an egg in a bowl for 32 seconds. That tends to be the right speed, uh, the right time for our microwave. In 32 seconds, the oak is still kind of runny, but not super runny. So it's kind of like a nice middle consistency. So we microwave the egg for 32 seconds. When the bagel's done, put a little bit of jelly on it. She likes sugar-free grape jelly. Slap the egg on there and then she eats that. That all could be made and prepped and cooked and done in like 10 minutes. So I'll do that for her if she's super busy or she can do that on her own. Her lunch is already prepped. You know, we I do that on Monday mornings or Sunday nights. So that way she has lunch all week. And then I cook dinner fresh every night usually. So that, again, is going to be, um, you know, chicken and rice or tuna and rice or she likes tuna on salad. Or now we'll be having like steak and potatoes mixed in. But 
the idea of all of this is that the foods that we choose provide the calories we need, they provide the protein we need, they, they are at the right digestion rate that we need per meal, and they're all relatively quick and easy to prepare. That allows us to be more consistent in that they're easy to prepare. Some of our fast options, she has core power drinks, which are um, high protein content drinks, and we have cheese sticks in the fridge. We will also have a container of cashews. I like cashews. So we'll have a container of cashews. So if we're ever super quick in a rush, uh, core power is a good drink. I'll have a protein shake. I get a carnivore beef isolate protein, which I really like because it's a thinner type of protein. It doesn't feel so thick. Uh, and I digest it better than uh, dairy-based proteins. So I get carnivore beef protein, and I'll make that a quick little shake. Meredith grabs the core power. We'll grab some cheese sticks and cashews and be out the door if we need to. So we have fast options. We have regular food options, but all of them are very easy to prepare. And that allows us to be more consistent. Then you want to also choose food based on price. So I talked through that already about the rice versus the potatoes. And choosing foods that you can afford will absolutely help you be more consistent. I know that seems common sense, but often people feel the need to to buy all these fruits and vegetables and special organic this and you know uh, specialty type products that will all have increased costs. And that can eventually take away from your ability to be more consistent because you just can't maintain purchasing those things. That's where, you know, getting a greens supplement uh, would be a great idea. Maybe cut down on the cost of vegetables if you need. They also typically have enough vitamins and minerals to cover fruits as well. Uh, now, you can still eat vegetables when you want. You can still eat fruits when you want. But maybe you are not don't feel as um, required to purchase in bulk. And then all of a sudden they go bad in time. Uh, so that's something to consider is, is, is there a cheaper version of this food that still gets me the calories, protein, the digestion rate that I need? Then food based on taste. Absolutely. It's okay to choose food that you like to eat. <laughs> so for example, I've dieted many times off ground turkey and brown rice. I will not eat that unless I am, I don't, I don't even think I'd eat that now if I had a diet because I can't stand it. I've done so many diets, three diets. I lost 50 pounds in 10 weeks or less. One time I lost 50 pounds in eight weeks. And all I did was eat ground turkey and brown rice. Absolutely hate it. And that way it forced me to not be able to overeat because I said, this is the only food you get, body. So if you're hungry, you got to be hungry enough for this because I'm not feeding you anything else. And then all of a sudden I didn't eat very much and I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> so uh, and now those were not done with longevity in mind. They were done just to get the result to see if I could achieve that goal in that time frame. But the concept of choosing ground turkey and brown rice, I chose on purpose because I don't like them. Therefore, I wouldn't overeat them. But now I also do not eat those even though I still want to control my aesthetics and look a certain way, I'll eat food I enjoy because I can still balance and control food I enjoy. If you have foods that you like the taste of so much so that you overeat them, then it would be a good idea to you know control those for you know in some way. Maybe you only have it once a week or once a month, or you put limitations. You know, if I'm going to have it, I'm only going to have this much at one time. So if there are foods that get you in trouble, quote unquote, when due to taste, then you do have to control those. But otherwise, like if you're looking for a 
a mediumly digesting carbohydrate, whether it's brown rice, white rice, jasmine rice, basmati rice, whether it's white potato, sweet potato, russet potato, whatever the heck potatoes there are, um, often a lot of pastas, all these like different carbohydrates have very similar digestive rates. And then you would find which one digests well for you. Like, do you feel bloated after one versus the other? Do you feel like you have to run to the bathroom after one versus the other? Do you feel like you have good energy or not? I did many diets where I experimented with uh, certain carbohydrates like oats versus sweet potato versus rice. And what I found was when I ate oats, I had very low energy, even if the caloric amounts were the same. My body didn't digest it very well. I felt bloated, just ugh, not good. Sweet potatoes, love them, but they've made me so full that I was never hungry enough for my next meal. Then when I went to jasmine rice, it was like the sweet spot for me. So getting to experiment helped me find the carbohydrate that matched my digestive profile the best and allowed me to eat and be hungry at the rate in which I needed. Then the fourth tip we have is meal schedule. Make your schedule easy. There's often no need to specify when a meal is down to like a singular minute. So for example, if you try to eat at 9, 12, 3, 6, if you can't eat at 9 and you have to eat at 9.30, that's fine. It's absolutely okay. It is not the end of the world. Uh, so I tend to kind of give myself and clients, I tell them in ranges, is we might want to eat a certain amount of calories per amount of time. So for example, I encourage clients to break their day into three sections. The first five to six hours of being awake, the next five to six hours of being awake, then the final five plus hours of being awake and say, hey, can you have a third of your calories and a third of your protein within this time frame? So within the first five or six hours of the day, can you have a third of your calories and protein? I don't care if it's in the front half of that five to six hours. I don't care if it's the middle. I don't care if it's spread among it all, you know, over two different meals in that time frame. I don't care if it's one meal. Just try to get your calories, a third of your calories and protein in that first five to six hours. Then get the next third of your calories and protein in the next five to six hours. Then the final uh, third of your calories and protein in the final third of the day. And that works out very well. There's very rarely ever need for us to be more specific than that unless I have somebody who's competing or getting on stage. Then we do have to be a little more precise with our timing. Then the fifth tip is a mindset tip. You want to think of the progress of your diet as relative to zero, not relative to perfection. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, uh, Meredith and I did a podcast together where we talked about managing stress. And it was specifically managing stress when you're pursuing new goals because you're probably going to come into new goals in the new year carrying stress you've already had <laughs> from last year. And then also you're going to face new stress as you try to pursue new goals. That can be very challenging. And often when we feel like we make a mistake, and we fall short of perfection, we tend to shut down, we tend to quit, we tend to think, you know, all progress is lost. And that's not true. Instead of thinking comparative to perfection, we want to think comparative to nothing. <laughs> Meaning, if I am doing something above nothing, I am making progress. It's more convenient. I know the tips are supposed to be about convenience, and why am I talking about mindset? It's a more convenient mindset. Because you always feel as though you're making progress. You may be making progress at variable speed. Maybe you're making slower progress than you expected, but it's still progress, right? 
if you can think of you're always making progress just at variable speeds rather than always falling short of perfection you're going to continue to be more consistent it's more convenient because you're going to stay active you're going to stay with the desire of how can i do more how can i do better Rather than, oh, how can I be perfect? If I can't be perfect, everything's a loss, everything's a failure, I'm a failure. So I know it's a little bit of a stretch maybe to throw this fifth one in there and have it labeled as convenience, but I really do want to mention it because it is significant. It will help you be more consistent. So my five tips that I have for how you can make things easier so you can be more consistent how you can make them more convenient so you can be more consistent is food selection based on preparation, food selection based on price, food selection based on taste, meal schedule, and a mindset. Think of everything relative to zero, not relative to perfection. Okay, I hope that helps. If you have any questions, if you need anything, remember we're doing that free 15-minute consultation. You can just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.